This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! I mean, I feel like a, a high half-elf is definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know uh, what's really cool is that there's a... Um, there's an elf variant. You have to. Your background has to be from like somewhere specific, but you can use um, like a, a double-edged scimitar. Oh, like uh, what's his name? Which is like a two-handed. Uh, it's like a two-handed um, uh, staff sword kind of thing. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's got some really cool features to it because you can do like two attacks with it, or you could uh, like. Uh, attack and if you're only doing one attack and you get some sort of like um, AC bonus or something like that because you've got some great training with it. I don't know. It's really cool though. I want to try something with that. But also I went through all of the classes a while, a little while back and I wrote down which Marvel character they could be. <laughs> and what'd you come up with? Oh, I got some really cool stuff. Uh, so the list is like, I don't know, 40 people long or something. Yeah. So it's like, if you're an artificer, then you could be an alchemist, which would be Diablo, or you could be maybe like an artillerist, which is probably more like Forge, or you can be an armorer, which would be more like Iron Man. Uh, if I scroll down here, uh, if you have a fighter, you could have like an arcane archer, which would be Hawkeye. You could have a battle master, which would be Black Panther. You could have a champion, uh, which could be Black Widow or maybe Mockingbird. You could have an Echo Knight. Which I don't know. Maybe that could be Nightcrawler. It's there's there's no like perfect teleporting in D and D, so uh, Echo Knight uh, could possibly be that. Um, there's an Eldritch Knight that would be either like Captain Britain or Black Knight. Um, Deadpool would be a Gunslinger. Cable would be a Psy Knight. Um, what's, what's that? Oh, a like a Psy Psy Warrior, a but Knight. Uh, yeah, I got you. So it's it's a newer it's a newer class from one of the most recent books. Yeah, Tasha's I think maybe. Uh, yes, yeah. Totally. And then there's like a whole bunch of different monks. Uh, so like Mister Fantastic could be like a monk of the Cobalt Soul. Um, Elixir would be a monk of the Way of Mercy. Uh, Crystal would be a monk of the Way of the Four Elements. Yeah. Man, you really did do a deep dive on it. Oh yeah, I ba- I basically went through like every uh, subclass. Um, I have uh, just FYI, I always put a movie on when we record. Yep. And I have yeah, it bugs the shit out of me. I have Django Unchained on. Nice. We're supposed to be recording this podcast. He wants to sit there and watch a movie. That would be like if I was sitting here playing video games. Like, how yeah. rude can you be? The only difference is that my movie doesn't need to be edited out of the recording. How do you like the bounty hunting business? Kill white folks and they pay you for it? What's not to like? What does your video games do? How rude was that, T? And then Billy goes, Shut up, I got you, stop camping. Punch! <laughs> um. Well, why don't we uh, start off with this week's episode of Loki? I didn't watch it. You son of uh, a! 
I and let me hold on. Watched it. <sighs> I know I was going to, and nope. I was about to put it on uh, this afternoon because I took a nap when I got home since I took that flight so early. And I was gonna put it on, and then I felt guilty because I was like, I need to watch this with Liz. I Unacceptable. Well, so I love my wife. I, want, about, like, I like well, watching things with her. I especially about, love her right now because I really miss her. Like oh. I know that like sounds lame, maybe or it does not sound lame. It sounds awesome. It it's been less lame. than a day. I dude. I like. I was looking at pictures of my baby. Like I haven't seen him in years, and it's been less than twenty four hours. Was there like sad music playing in the background? In my head, yeah. Like like a like a Sarah McLaughlin or something. Like a I will remember you. <laughs> Uh, it was more instrumental, like a John Williams, this Star Wars character is about to die. Oh, yeah, okay, sure, yeah. Like Luke looking off at the twin sons? Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering who his father really was. After he's buried uh, his aunt and uncle. Yeah. Well, do you care if me and uh, Eagle spoil it? I know a little bit about it already, so yeah. Good, I'm not perfect. Gonna force you guys not then to we're talk. doing it. What'd you think? Whew. Um, it's, uh, I, I'm kind of torn about this episode. It's, uh, on the one hand, there were some really awesome parts to it. And on the other hand, it was not that exciting and kind of a little bit of a letdown, I think. Meanwhile, like, I fucking love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought the whole, like, now we're forced to be with each other and we're stuck on this planet that's doomed was a little, like, it's, they only have six episodes, and then they're spending a whole episode on this? That seems a little much. I I, I didn't realize they were doing six episodes. Um, yeah. So I wonder if this will be more than than just this one episode. Yeah. And but, like, it, it depends on the payoff, right? Yeah. If, if there's a payoff based on what happens here, then it's awesome. If there isn't really a payoff and it was just, like, wasting time, then I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Uh um, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I liked this. Uh, uh, I liked uh, the whole um, them talking and uh, kind of like learning more about each other. Um, whether or not she's so like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Loki really broke that thing or if that's just an illusion. I yeah. don't know if they're on the planet. I think they're on the planet or if it's an enchant enchantment. Um, that would be like on the one hand, that's kind of a cop out, but on the other hand, that's that'd be brilliant on the part of Loki because she's like, "You're just a magician." Yeah. Um, but like, like, or what if, what if, like, she went to enchant him, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna let her enchant me, and play along with the enchantment, right?" And then turn the enchantment on her. Maybe, As, yeah. That'd um, be. I mean, I just don't know at this point because the show's been so good. I just don't know what what to expect. I do have to say that one thing I really liked was how well their distinct powers work together. Yeah, like when they're um, when they're trying to get onto the train and and Loki uses his illusions, and then that works to a point, and then she uses her like mind control, whatever, just to get the last little bit. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, it was good. Um. Uh, I I started watching this uh, guy called the Canadian Lad, I think, and he watches movies. And now he's been watching the Marvel shows, 
at 0.25 speed <laughs> to pick out any tiny details that people may or may not have noticed. Oh, wow. That's um, dedication. Right? And in one specific instance, when they're on the train and she says, uh, love is hate, and he pulls yep. the magic thing out, he actually writes, love is hate. And you can literally only see it in one frame when he when the stuff disappears. But no like, way, yeah. If you freeze uh, it right there in the middle of the page, love is hate. Oh uh, wow, yeah. That guy has way too much time on his hands, right? Uh, it's it's been pretty interesting. Some of the stuff uh, that uh, that he that he finds um, in uh, two five, like for instance, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, when they're doing uh, the infamous scan and Peter does the um, the middle finger thing and you learn yes. the chip is how you know how they can translate English. If you watch on the right side is his DNA, it errors out, indicating <laughs> that he's not fully human. Oh, and that's in guard. That's in the first Guardians. Like that is such a throwaway detail. Right. Um, uh, so uh, it's been interesting. Some of the stuff that uh, I'm also going to point out, you could have paused the, the movie and seen that. Well, but you wouldn't know to pause it there and see that. <laughs> yeah. But we, wouldn't you though? Because like it has all the information. Now, that sounds like the kind of time where somebody would pause the movie to like see if there are any details. There. Well, actually, well, yeah, yeah, you know, on that one. Yeah. Now I should now but, I shouldn't judge the guy because like if he has a good time watching the, you know the stuff like this. It's, it's just such a bizarre thing. Like, uh, I just can't imagine doing that. Yeah. Like, like, like where the fun is for the in that for him. Like, I feel like we get all the fun out of that. We're like, we learn these cool details. Uh, that you know, for like a few seconds, we could be like, man, that's really cool. That's great that they did that. Meanwhile, like, in order to get that few seconds, he had to spend hours slowly <laughs> watching this. Well, and, and I haven't gone through, but it looks like he's done the entire MCU. Um, I don't know if he did Falcon Winter Soldier, but I believe he did WandaVision. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting, some of the stuff I don't know, like, like I've seen. Oh, but, I, but more to your point, Billy. Yeah, you could have paused it and um uh but by, but at that point in the movie like if you're watching that movie in the movie it's a detail that if you saw it it indicated later that oh like oh we're going to learn he's maybe like he's a celestial but the fact that they put that little tiny detail in at in that scene is that it's more that he points out this is like the tiny details that Marvel includes like the fact that they included love uh love is hate in the loki like you don't need to do that because of the, how quickly that image it like literally it's a frame but the fact that they went in there and included that tiny detail is what's impressive yeah that is pretty cool billy is silent because he's eating i'm not eating i i'll have you know i had two slices of pizza and then i put it in the oven and did this while you were talking about loki because i didn't I knew I wouldn't be able to. I had pizza for dinner myself. Uh, oh man! So I thought about. So I like to get a big pizza so that I can have more, especially like because I'm gonna be cleaning the house while Liz. Me too. I want to try to make it, you know, as clean as possible. So I'm like, I'll hold on to this and I can have more of it like tomorrow, like whatever's left. 
but I'm still just the only person here, so I felt like I should have done that thing where, like, with the delivery driver, I should have been like, hey, guys, the pizza's here. (laughs) (laughs) Now you just look like a sad person who's eating a whole large pizza to themselves. Like, I really thought about it, because we have two cars. I was like, I can get away with this. It looks like there's more than one person here. I was in the back room. Like, I, he doesn't know. But then I was like, whatever. I don't, I don't have to impress this guy. That's funny. Um, what did, uh, where do you think this series going, uh, Eric? Oof. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to tie into Ant-Man 3. Um, First of all, because the whole thing with the uh, the TVA trying to keep all timelines as a single timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, oh, sorry, uh, not Ant-Man. Uh, no, Ant-Man and also... Um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. So Doctor Strange because, like, it's about the multiverse and the TVA is pretty, like, anti-multiverse. Yeah. So um, having... Uh, Sylvie like set off these bombs throughout time basically that um, are making all these divergent points that seems to set up whatever could be in Doctor Strange Um, Ant-Man 3 is supposed to have Kang in it I believe and uh, one of my favorite Avengers stories is one called the Terminatrix Objective and it was a mini series, three issues, where um, uh, where Immortus and um, uh, who's his female counterpart? Um, One eternity later. Oh, I can't remember what they call her now. Uh, well, Terminatrix. Um, Immortus and Terminatrix have like this this little feud that are, that's going on, and one of them recruits Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America to sort of like champion their side and the other one goes well i can do that too and gets u.s agent war machine and thunderstrike hilarious (laughs) and they like pit each other they they pit them against each other and then this whole thing um is sort of like a big conclusion to the whole idea of the council of kangs um and uh and kang having multiple personalities throughout time uh like you know in the early 1900s and and uh, and all that, and um, and Terminatrix also having several personalities throughout time, and them having this grand love story that spans like all of time, and one of her um, identities, the the one where like Immortus is Kang, uh, but uh, Terminatrix from the the Kang timeline and the Kang era is Ravona Renslayer. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Billy, do you actually... know who she is? I do not. She's, She's the, the judge, judge lady. Yeah. Judge lady. Like when Loki, Loki. was going to be uh, uh, disintegrated, oh, uh, oh, okay. and Owen showed up. That lady. Um. Well, I don't. Uh. I my idea was from the moment they talked about the multiverse war. That's what I think we're seeing. I think the reason you don't, you're not seeing the Time Lords right now, is because they don't exist right now. They're gonna oh. rise to uh, their thing, and so I think Kang oh. might be like the Thanos of this of these phases, except 
instead of him being the ultimate villain, he's going to turn into the ultimate hero. I think oh, we're going to see him start as a villain and go to the to the hero side. And that I would think, be so cool. And I think it's... that this her doing that um, starting the time thing, like doing all those attacks, I think that's like the first salvo in the multiverse war. That, that could really, that could totally be, and because you know time is is time. Yeah. Uh, they could the the um the multiverse war could totally be in quote the future, and the time variance authority would already see it as having been done. Yeah. yeah. What were That'd you gonna say, awesome. Billy? Uh, I was gonna say it's funny that having I listened to the last episode on the plane this morning. Uh, so, as opposed to how I normally forget things, <laughs> like, it would be funny to me if, like, you gave that explanation about what you think is going to happen in, like, every episode until, like, the end of Loki. <laughs> and even after that, like, I think they should have ended it like this. <laughs> like, if it's not that. It should have been the start of the multiverse war. Oh, uh, man. No, that, that's, that's great. But, I, I mean, I do think that where we are right now, the Time Lords uh, don't exist. Whether yeah. that means that they never existed and this that that part was all sort of um you know a hoax or just like a lie from whoever set it up or whether like you were saying that they're coming in the future and eventually they'll be there i don't think they presently do exist i think um renslayer knows it and i don't think anybody else knows hmm. but when does david Tennant show up <laughs> I promise I, that's the only Doctor Who joke I'll make. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I literally can't remember what I was going to say now. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, while you're thinking about that, I have a comment about David Tennant. Stop it, shut um, one of his more recent jobs was he was the voice of Uncle Scrooge in the remake of DuckTales. And that was a fabulous show. Was it? Oh, yeah. It was like three seasons, I believe. Yeah. I heard that it was pretty good. I never oh, checked it, was so it out. Good. Is it on Disney I, Plus? It is. Yeah. I'll need to check it out. Because I, I yep. loved me some DuckTales. And here's the cool thing. They actually, and th- there was so much promise for this, but Disney only apparently like um, does uh, shows for a set number of seasons and then they just like end it. But they set it up in this one so that, um, like, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Rescue Rangers, Gummy Bears are all in the same universe. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so they're, like, little little um, uh, hidden Easter eggs about all these different things everywhere. That's awesome. I love Tailspin. I love oh, Tailspin Gummy great. Bears. Darkwing Duck, yeah. Yeah, Darkwing Duck, Gizmo... Uh... Was it Gizmo? Gizmo Duck? Duck? Yeah, he was yeah. part of he was part of Ducktales. Yeah. Yeah, Ducktales. Yeah, and I just loved all those characters. Gargoyles, it obviously. A, it has a phenomenal cast. Yeah. Um, the, I remember uh, like the I remember when they did the release of the song with all of them singing together. I was like, God yeah. damn, they like they stacked that cast. They really did. But interestingly enough, as much as they stacked the cast, um. The characters still kind of sound like the characters, or like what you would expect them to sound like. The nephews are a little less squeaky, mm-hmm. um, but they've still got like these high pitched voices, and and um, uh, Launchpad still sounds like Launchpad, even though it's a completely different person. Yeah, 
It's really cool. Um, I think I, you know, I, I think as a traditionalist, I only have one thing that would have to happen for me to be unhappy if it didn't happen in Ducktales. Yeah. Um, does Scrooge McDuck swim in his money? Yes. Not I mean, as often as you might like, but he does. Man, that's all that matters. As long as he's swimming through gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I've, I, I've been needing to check that out. Um, it's fun, man. You know, it's, it's funny. Billy and I constantly have this debate, and I constantly come down on the side of, I wish these Marvel shows were all out at one time. I don't like that I have to wait week to week. I do like that we it gives us some sort of content to do week to week. But yeah. I was just thinking the other day. When we both watch it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was just thinking the other day. Man, there's just so much stuff I have to watch, but it's so overwhelming. There's so many there's so many different things like Shadow and Bone, Sweet Tooth, and I'm like, those are full seasons. I can't watch all this. Yeah, like if only to come out week to week. On, on the one hand, it would be nice if they all came out um, all at once, but I don't have the time right now. Well, I I do now because I'm on summer vacation, but normally I don't have the time to sit down and watch you know ten episodes or whatever it is, sort of all at once. And then everybody's talking about the ending already. Yeah. So it's nice to have it come out week to week because that actually gives me a chance to follow along. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I totally get it. There's something about having that because there's. So- I just think that when you're at least when you're keeping up with it, having like one episode seems very doable. Where you're like, okay, I can set aside 40, 50 minutes, however, right. you know, I can watch totally. this today or tomorrow, you know, especially when you don't have to do it like right away if you don't have the time. Uh, but sometimes with shows, you know, when you get it all at once, it's just like, ah, do I? Or, you know, you could be like, I'm going on a plane, I can just watch it on a plane. I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I mostly listen to podcasts <laughs> on planes. Uh, but yeah, um, I just, I, like, I do, I also want to watch Shadow and Bone, but I haven't actually done it yet, because it's just like, yeah, it's all Dude, I still haven't fish, finished Queen's Gambit. I mean, <laughs> there's so much stuff, like, I'm just slacking on. Have you guys watched um, Snowpiercer? No, no I'll no. be honest with you. I am so put off by the initial concept of a post-apocalyptic society that's on a train that never stops running through a frozen like wasteland. <laughs> that to me is such like a concept that like I can't wrap my head around that I I haven't watched it. Um I do, that. do you like did you watch the movie? Did you like that and do, and are you watching the show and liking it? I did not watch the movie just because okay. I actually wasn't even aware of it when it came out. And also, did you notice based off of a graphic novel or four, four graphic novels? No, I did not know that it was based off graphic novels. They're, they're French. Oh. So if you know French or if you can find an English uh, adaptation of them. Uh, yeah, I did not know they were based off graphic I novels. Actually, I knew that they were, but I didn't know they were French. So I'm actually, I'd be curious to find the French ones and try and read those. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I haven't watched the movie. Um, but I have been watching the show. It's uh, uh, just finished the second season, and I'm really enjoying the show. And it's uh, um, they all have the same premise, but they all sort of go different directions with it. So it's not like if you've seen the movie or you've read the 
Um, or if you read the graphic novel, then you know exactly what's coming up. Got you. Yeah. I like oh. it when they do things like that. You know, I, I, I don't need adaptations necessarily to be a direct adaptation, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do, but sometimes I also am okay with an homage to yeah. sort of the, the, the source material. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, there, there are certain key things that need to be there, which is what pissed me off so much about this. Um, uh, was it the uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy? Spider-Man? Oh, boom, roasted. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> the the the, the um, I think is the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man where oh yeah, not Death of uh, Gwen Stacy. No, uh, oh. no, there's the um, the uh, Uncle Ben was um, shot at a oh yeah, uh, what was it? At a corner store or whatever, or like walking across the street or near near it or something. I think yeah, the guy something like that. Right? The, it was the whole the whole corner store thing, as opposed to like he got into wrestling and then his arrogance what ended up killing Uncle Ben, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 annoyed me because it's like, well, I appreciate that you didn't want to tell the same story for the eighty millionth time. That's like the one key part that you kind of want to keep. Yeah, it'd be like. It'd be like if Batman's parents were killed in a car accident and not crime alley. You're like, well, technically they're dead, but it doesn't have the same. He was killed by a drunk driver. Like, this Batman is going to be a way different Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know, Superman, Superman, your parents didn't have the, the, like, the planet didn't blow up. Your parents just didn't want you. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, We're just going to send you off into space. They so didn't want him. They took the time to engineer a personal baby-protected rocket and then launch him halfway across the solar system. Our, our personal ethics won't let him just kill oh, the baby. So we're just going to send him across the universe. That's <laughs> hilarious. The oh, other man. day, I, I had one of those moments. You know when you complain about something that you dislike, like something nerdy? but to people that probably don't care or aren't nearly as interested as you. And then after you finish, you're like, oh, why did I talk about that just now? Uh, <laughs> it was like, uh, there are some visitors over at Liz's parents' house, some friends of ours. and I don't know what got, uh, got onto it, but somehow we started talking about Suicide Squad, and I was talking about the thing that I hate about how uh, even though Batman saw his parents die in front of him in an alleyway, he decides the best time to get Deadshot is when he is with his daughter in an alleyway. Right. Uh, I hate that so much. And I went on about how much I hated that scene. And it wasn't until I, like, I was, I, it was a couple of minutes of me talking and until I stopped talking that I was like, oh, nobody cares. Why did I just talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I want to continue on with Suicide Squad, but, uh, as a story to match yours, um, earlier this year, I was talking to this uh, um, girl I work with, and uh, she watches like Game of Thrones. So we talk about that. We watch Westworld. We talk about that. And so we're we're talking about Wandavision, and I was I was talking about some of the ideas that we. I was like, you know, we don't really know if we're gonna do this or that, and I I was saying all this stuff, and then she just casually goes. Why do you sound like you work for Disney? <laughs> like, oh man, I did sound like I was I was promoting their new material. You're um, like, what? I'm just a fan. But if you take a look at this PowerPoint that I've put together. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll see here on the pie charts, 
the the morning show on uh, my lo- local rock radio station. They have a uh, like a, a button where they sort of all go together. Not interesting, <laughs> and they'll just like interrupt people with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, Suicide Squad trailer. What'd you guys think of the new one? Honestly, was- I haven't seen it because oh. the first one didn't interest me. So then the second one hasn't really interested me. But I've heard really good things about what it looks like. Oh yeah, it looks fun. I'm, uh, I think it's going to be a real good time. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously a fan of James Gunn, so I'm definitely down for it. Uh, I'm more of a fan of Peter Gunn. That makes me think of Spy Hunter, man. God damn, I played the shit out of Spy Hunter. Uh, Do you guys watch the, the, Shang, the new Shang-Chi trailer also? Well, yeah, but I'd like to talk about my thoughts on Suicide Squad. Thank you nope, very much. Not allowed. What do you think this is? Your show or something? <laughs> well, well, I thought we were talking trailers, so I was just like, yeah, here's well, another one. Yeah, what, we'll what go on to that one. Guest. Uh, I was... watched the trailer. I was like, well, let's see if he watched this one. <laughs> well, yeah, but I would still like to talk about the first trailer since I brought it up. Um, Bro, you, you had an entire episode to yourself last week. I mean, that's Charlie fair. Was there, but... <laughs> uh, so, uh, the first one, Eric, I didn't, I was like, eh, this is okay. Um, and then all of a sudden a giant starfish kaiju appeared and I was like, oh, well, all right, this, <laughs> this caught my attention. But then this one started and it instantly hit my annoyed button with the music just being that, like the thing that's currently annoying me about films, which, uh, uh, which is obviously what you know, like Guardians and Guardians Two was, and uh, and what the first Suicide Squad tried to be, and I hope they don't do it with this one. I hope it was just for the trailer, but we don't get some ridiculous stuff in the movie. Um, I liked that they reference Idris Elba's character. I think he's Bloodsport. I don't know. Uh, whatever his not Deathstroke, Deathstroke character, or not, De- who's, uh, Deadshot, not Deadshot, but the exact same skill set as right. Deadshot characters. Yep. That man's an imposter. That man is the imposter. There can't be two Spider-Men. It, they well, have him. supposed to be Deadshot originally. He, they were recasting Will Smith, and then they decided not to do that. Yeah, it was, that was dumb. Uh, but I like them referencing that he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet and that put Superman in the ICU. Um, I like that that's just like a throwaway history note. Like, we don't need to, like, have seen that. Like, you know what I mean? I just like that. I do. As think awesome as it would be to show that, it's like we're moving on to other things. Yeah. Um, I do think it's weird that he's not just... No, he's playing the exact same character, but just a different name. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm I I'm surprisingly interested in this one. I think, but I understand, uh, Eric, why you wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I might give it a try. We'll see. Um, Shang Chi. Yeah, that one looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. that looks great. I mean. Uh... I mean, I'm Man. a huge fan of Aquafina, so anything she's in, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm about it. Oh uh, no, Aquafina's great. Uh, I just, I, there's something about, and it looks like Marvel's gonna nail this one in a way that sometimes they don't quite get. Uh, yeah. And I love 
Marvel movies, but you know, it's one thing that they all kind of have in common is they always seem to try to have this sort of secondary style movie going with it. Like it's not necessarily just a superhero movie. Uh, you know, it's also Guardians of the Galaxy is like a space opera movie, or you know, right. you've all, you, or but like sometimes it doesn't quite land. Like Ant Man was supposed to be sort of like a heist, also, but it didn't quite make it. Like it, it was there, but it didn't really feel like it. Yeah, right. it definitely um, doesn't feel all the way heisty. Yeah, you're right, Billy. Yeah, uh, but this one really feels like oh, Marvel's making like a kung fu movie. Like I am down for this. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, totally. and you know, it helps that. They they got somebody who definitely knows martial arts and is doing it. Like it's um, and this is one of the things that made uh, the first Power Rangers uh, series work pretty well, and some of the later ones not as much because the, in the first one they had people that actually knew martial arts, and so they were doing the martial arts on the show, not like a stunt person. Mm. And it's later on they're just like we're just gonna get an actor, and then they either you know, have them choreograph their fights, in which case it kind of looks dancey, or they just get, um, they get um, stunt doubles, um, stunt people to do them, and then they look cool, but they have to have all these really fast cuts so you don't see people's faces and things, right? Yeah. yeah. And when you get somebody who actually does know the martial arts and can do it, um, then you can have much cooler action sequences, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the closest that you can really get to a, uh, I, I guess, like, you, you ever watch any of, like, the, the Jackie Chan movies oh, yeah. that he made in China? Like that, because in China, I, I read this interesting thing about how they had a lot more time uh, in China for production, you know, as opposed to America, where, like, they rushed, like, we got to get this movie done, like, you got to finish this movie, we got to get it out. Uh, China, they didn't really do that with them, they were like, oh, yeah. So like you could really take their time with the fights and the stunts and everything, and it really shows. Uh, so since they don't have that kind of time here, I would imagine they were probably you know as cool as Marvel is. I'm sure they weren't going to be like, yeah, take as long as you need. Uh, hmm. Having someone that actually knows what they're doing, I think, will make it that much easier to make a good-looking you know fight scene <laughs> as opposed to like the quick cuts, like you said, because I. I hate that so much. I can't stand quick cuts like that. Speaking of martial arts um, in shows, there's uh, the CW has a new uh, kung fu show. Oh yeah, it's actually called yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah, and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's a it's a CW show, but is it, uh, <laughs> is it based off the the original kung fu TV show? Is it like that? Uh, very very loosely? <clears throat> like, Got you. Same premise. I meant kind of like the same premise or whatever. Honestly, I don't really know the premise of the original one. A lot of people are mad because it's not close enough to the original one. Wasn't but, he just like a, a like a? It, this sounds I don't mean it like a negative way, but when he's like a drifter or something, like he was just kind of. Well, he, I like think he on. was. I think he was looking for someone, and he was walk. He was making his way across the West, and um, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> did you ever watch? This is a side note because I want to go back to Shang Chi. But mm-hmm. did you ever watch um, the show Warrior, which was? Uh, is a show created. I mean, obviously you guys know Kung Fu was supposed to be Bruce Lee. It was his creation. Right. Went to yep. David Carradine. So that original idea, practically the same person. 
Yeah. <laughs> that original idea um, from his notes, they've now created um, uh, they've now created um, and that show is Warrior. Really? Yeah. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, I believe. What's it on? I think it's on it might be on HBO Max. I can't. I thought it was a Showtime show, but it might have been an HBO show. Let me look. Um, yeah, I was wondering if it might have been related to the movie Warrior, which is also really good. If you guys have not seen that, um, no, it is not because it's set in turn oh, of the century uh, uh, San Francisco, um, and it the main guy comes to America essentially looking for his sister. Um, yeah, it's on HBO Max. Um, there are, I believe, two seasons. Yeah, um, Andrew uh, Koji is the main guy. Um, I thought but you were gonna got... say Garfield for a second. <laughs> How dare you? Um, uh, Jason Tobin. Um, uh, it's got a huge cast of uh, people. Um, but the uh, the uh, two of the GI Snake Eyes guys are on that show too. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Very, uh, very cool. Very good uh, fight scenes. Um, I've really liked. I haven't watched season two yet because uh, I've weirdly lost access to Cinemax on my cable. But yeah. now that I realize it's on HBO Max, I'm gonna watch it on. I'm gonna watch it there. I don't know. I don't know how I have HBO and HBO Max, but not Cinemax. <laughs> um, but back to Shane Chi. Yeah. Blown away that they brought Abomination back. Right? I'm so super weird. excited about that. I'm curious what the the backstory on that's going to be. That is interesting. Um, And I don't know enough about Abomination. Is he like Hulk in that he can transfer back and forth? Or was no. he permanently? No, so you don't even need back. technically Tim Roth other than his voice if you want. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm excited that they're bringing... Uh, you know, that character back. Um, uh, and yeah, like I said, uh, it looks good. I love Aquafina. You have a cocktail dress in your trunk? I'm not an animal, Rachel. I, I can't wait. Uh, Eternals. What did you guys think of the newest Eternals trailer? Or the what last Eternals trailer? This isn't recent, right? This is like a few weeks ago? Yeah, I think it's okay, probably the only sure Eternals trailer. Uh, it looks good. Uh, it actually kind of reminds me of uh, what I was saying before about the mixing genres, only in this case it's not really a genre that Marvel's doing. Where uh, This is the one that's uh, directed by like an Academy Award-winning director, right? I forget her name. I feel bad for it. I f- wasn't Kenneth Branagh an Academy Award? He might have been nominated, but I don't think he was he won. Not for directing, anyway. Right. Maybe uh, that, I don't know. But, like, it, it looks like a Marvel kind of art film, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It looks it looks very nice. It's a very beautiful-looking movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, when the cinematography I look at, on it is dope. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, when, when, I, when I look at the um, – uh, just, like, the, the pictures of sort of them standing on the cliff or whatever, right, and it's the whole group, I look at that and I go, this looks like what um, Inhumans should have looked like. Yeah. 100%. Oh yeah, just like 
they they took the Inhumans costumes and then they like I guess budget because of budgets uh, they boiled them down to like their simplest form, and they just looked kind of lame. But here, you know, they've actually done a really good job of recreating uh, and adapting their actual costumes from the comics, and it looks so good. Yeah, they. I mean, they. Yeah, they look fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, the woman who plays, I believe, it's Cersei. Um, she was in a show called a British show called uh, Humans. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called? I think it was called Humans. Really interesting idea about like um, uh, the development of artificial intelligence and how um, this company created these super lifelike, um, basically like animatronic, robotic kind of thick uh, people uh, to be the servants. Uh, you could buy them. You know, some people use them as sex dolls because, of course, they're going to, but other people just have them as like their caretakers or you know maids or whatever, and. That they She's, occasionally sleep with, I guess. Um, but she becomes she becomes the first one who actually sort of becomes self aware, oh. and and uh, starts to like break her programming, and then she starts to help other ones uh, come alive, and it's it is so good, and she does a really good job in that. So I'm uh, uh, I'm interested to see how she does in this. And what was that show on? Uh, I think. Uh, I may have because it's uh, <laughs> I'll it's, on, that out. it's on the BBC. Oh, okay. Yeah. It actually um, kind of sounds like... Uh, Westworld? Uh, Detroit Become Human. I haven't watched Westworld yet. I do mm. want to watch it since I have HBO. It's good. But, uh, it's yeah, a I played that though. game. It, uh, it's one of the... Detroit Become Human is pretty fun, uh, but it's, it's one of those games with, like, a bajillion different choices where like the character's outcome is different depending on all the choices you make it's like one of those uh, oh you know the one uh oh and i think you were the one talking about it it's the guy the guy that's being sued or was or or, or was trying to sue someone for defamation in front in france is oh that, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that freaking company yeah. oh man uh, Eric, these dudes are being sued in France, and they were at a deposition, and one dude pitched a tantrum, cried, and stormed out of the out of the deposition, and the what? other and the other guy turned to the judge and said, "This isn't under oath. I can lie, right?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's oh. fantastic. Yeah, they they make horrible games. For the most part, I think. Uh, I think that Detroit Become Human is okay. It's probably the best game that they've made. Uh, that's more mostly because they have a good cast, I think, than anything. But like other games, are, they get super weird. Like the storylines. Like it's one of those things where you know, like a storyline where you're you're like, oh, the guy that wrote this thinks he's very deep, but he's just really fucking weird. So you mean like Zack Snyder? Boom, roasted. <laughs> Only it would be like if Zack Snyder, like, well, I guess he died. Based on what I heard about Army of the Dead, I guess he did kind of do this. Uh, combines two, like, completely unrelated type of storylines or not necessarily genres. Because it'll be like, oh, it's a ghost story. Oh, no, wait, aliens. Like, wait, what? Ghosts and aliens? You can't have both. Sure you can. And then we're going to have ninjas as well. 
maybe you can. And like a talented, you know, writer or somebody who like was like really had a good idea for it, maybe they could pull that off. This guy is not that guy. His name is David Cage, by the way. I keep saying this guy. That's his name. Uh, and also, yeah, you can't lie. Speaking of Zack Snyder, I want that guy who watches things at like quarter speed to watch uh, Justice League, the <laughs> Snyder Cut, because oh, he did. That would that would take uh, sixteen hours. Poor guy. Um, well, yeah. hold on. Let me see which one he he did because I know he's definitely done one of them. Yeah. I have to say, if he did the Zack Snyder cut, that is that is dedication. Two very boring minutes later. Good thing I can edit all this dead air out. I <laughs> yeah. watch Zack Snyder's Justice League at, at twenty at point two five, and here's what I found. It, it's, <laughs> Nothing. It's a twelve minute episode. How long are they normally? Uh, they vary about ten to. So like WandaVision episode nine is a twenty minute episode, but like right. uh, um, the episode episode one of Loki's only four minutes, but episode three's fifteen. Okay, so it's not like he found tons or not much. Yeah, no, yeah. Although just, for a movie that's like twice as long as all the other ones, and to have a regular size episode, maybe he didn't find much. Yeah, I mean, like one of the things he points out is that there's a shot of Dark Side, and you can still see the the axe damage from uh, when he was axed on Earth the first time. Mm. Anyway, going back to Eternals. Yeah, going back uh, to Eternals. In in Eternals, there's like this one little clip of like a some sort of Bollywood dance scene. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on there? Well, uh, I know it's Kumail's character uh, yeah. in that scene. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, who knows what time part of history that is, too. Like maybe yeah. his character in present day is um, like a Bollywood actor. Yeah, maybe. Because I've That's heard the theory that the reason they haven't done anything is because somehow their memories are gone, and they just now are starting to get them back or something like that. Which is which is a pretty traditional eternal story um, that happens basically every time they're reinvented. Is they, um, <laughs> is, is like, turtles. you know, they weren't destroyed earlier. They just, um, you know, they were just scattered and, and, and they don't have their memories and they got to get them back. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad they're doing it. I hope they do something like that because I, I hate it when you have these like, either characters that have been around for a long time or supposedly been around for a long time, especially ones that are supposed to be very powerful. But then it's like, where the hell were you this whole time? That always bugs me about Captain Marvel, like, because I get that you know she didn't come back to Earth. That doesn't bother me so much. She was policing space. Yeah, no, that's a good explanation for why she wasn't on Earth. What does bother me though is it doesn't seem like she had any, or at least they never seemed to show that she had any interaction with like Thanos or his people. And I, I, like, they seem to have not been aware of each other at all. And I was like, how? If he's policing space, then, and he's, like, crossing space to get there. And if he's that, that? he's supposed to be, like, the most powerful being in the galaxy. But there's this one person who is apparently more powerful, because, I mean, she went head-to-head with him. How do you not know about this person? Well, because he stayed in the shadows. He didn't, he was manipulating stuff from the background, sending his children out. Um... 
and I mean, think about the the Nova Corps. They weren't interested in Thanos. They were more worried about Ronan the Accuser. That's, That's how true. deep but they cover. Were, but they mentioned they mentioned Thanos in that movie because they know who Gamora is. So they are aware of him, even if he is not directly getting involved with things. Gamora, surgically modified and trained as a living weapon. The adopted daughter of the mad titan Thanos. Recently, Thanos lent her and her sister Nebula out to Ronin, which leads us to believe that Thanos and Ronin are working together. Yeah, but they don't realize what he, what he's doing in the background. They don't realize that he's amassing this army while trying to do all this stuff. Space is a big place. Space is disease and danger wrapped in darkness and silence. Or whatever that quote is. And don't don't a lot of people think that um, it's been a while since I've watched through the whole series. Um, don't most people think that the Infinity Stones are a myth? I mean, if oh, they even uh, know about the Infinity Stones, well, exactly, right? I guess that's possible. But also, I, I but aside from him getting the Infinity Stones, though, I get the I've always gotten the impression from the way they talk about him in the movies of like he is still like a basically a war criminal, like a wanted. Well, space is a big place. Yeah, but he's dead and gone. One, he's had his head chopped off. Two, he's been completely. I mean, here's the thing: we don't know. I mean, that, yeah, that's Did now. they I'm erase him all from these years history? That, like Captain Marvel was out in space, though. Maybe they'll explain that. Maybe they'll get into that a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. Um, this reminds me back to Loki. Um. The thought that the the all the people in the time uh, TVA are actually variants that have had their minds wiped. Yeah, I think nuts. I think that's interesting. Um, yeah. uh, but that also triggered the Canadian lad pointed something out in that in that episode, right? And you probably have to rewatch it to catch this, Billy. When you're watching it, look, pay attention, pay attention. to this scene. Um. Throughout Loki, when we see him fight and use his magic, we see the green magic effects, right? Right. When they're in the city and all hell's going loose, that building almost falls on them. Loki saves them. How does he do it? That you don't see any green effect from the magic. And, oh. and the effect of what he does appear, appears very similar to how the time stone works, though they don't show any effect of the time of a time stone happening and, huh. and how, if he maybe pocketed a time stone from, uh, uh, what's his name at the beginning, maybe was not something that's been seen. But the, uh, that that the Canadian lad pointed that out that like there's no reference to how him having the power having a power to do that they don't show a power being activated and uh, so watch for that Billy okay um yeah because the one that he picks up from the drawer is the green one which would be the time one yeah. And so potentially he could have slipped that into his pocket huh. when when we I, I think that would they be weird if we didn't see him make some kind of like movement like that. But then he would have had to have been hiding that this whole time in a rarely you know what I mean? 
and he's yeah. changed clothes. I don't know. Obviously, you know, I don't know. But that's something that, uh, you know, is this an, you know, is this a real thing? Is this now an illusion? Is that why right. he was able to do that? You know yeah. what I mean? I don't, that was something that, uh, the, that I caught that they, that the Canadian lad pointed out in his quarter speed watch. <laughs> um, I, I, back to the Eternals though. Uh, one of the things I've disliked the most about the rift between the MCU movies and the MCU TV shows before Disney plus was I absolutely loved Chloe Bennett and her um, character, Daisy, who is Quake. Yes. Um, And the fact that she never got to be in the movies is a a huge disappointment to me. Um, I hope that in some way we could get her back via the Eternals in some form because aren't the internals and the in humans are linked right um or no yeah they crazy? are um i i forget exactly how there there is a connection um but yeah that's what i would like that was random hey you guys uh are you don't get you guys don't read uh comics that much right no i'm uh i'm off my reading game uh, yeah, I, I haven't been reading uh, at least not recent comics in some some years now. Yeah, the uh, what do you call it? There was a Shang Chi miniseries, uh-huh. and um, five issues. It was really neat, and it it unpacks um, some like previously unknown history of Shang Chi that his father was actually like, um, first of all, like really old um he basically like had some like enchantment to live for a long time kind of thing but he started up a um a uh series of houses that were tasked with um with saving the world kind of thing or protecting the world mm-hmm. and they each focused on a different uh form of of um uh I guess martial artistry. There's there's the house of the staff, house of the fist, house of the dagger, um, house of the of the hammer, and I'm missing one. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, it better be house of the sword, or I'm gonna be very upset oh, with yeah, these yeah. houses. No, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So anyway, um, I just didn't remember which ones I said. Uh, so anyway, and the the neat thing is each of them is their own uh, has a, their own different color sort of that they wear, um, and uh, their headquarters after sort of a rift um, gets spread out sort of around the world, and they're in different key cities around the world, and so it turns out that Shang Chi is supposed to be like inherit the um, the um, role of the head of the House of the Fist. And not only that, but his after his dad passed, um, like we see who is supposed to come up as like the head of all of the clans, and it ends up being him as well, who's supposed to be the head of, the, of all the clans. But one of the other clans is like, "You haven't been around this whole time. You don't know what's going on. You don't deserve it." And that causes all sorts of little rifts and stuff. 
And it's, it's really neat to have this extra little lore that they're putting in. Um, and it would be neat if they referenced that in the um, Shang-Chi movie, but I don't know if that would totally fit. I mean, I'm here for it. I am so excited for this aspect of the Marvel Universe. Like, just like all these characters that are coming up, um, like the stories we're going to get to see. I'm just so excited. Uh, yeah, man. I can't wait. And we're what? We're a week away from Black Widow. Jesus, that's amazing. I can't believe are, are you going to are you going to see it in theaters or I didn't think you would but Poet, leave the house uh, yeah or uh, are you gonna pay f- to see it early on uh, Disney plus or yeah. are you gonna wait until it's free no I'm gonna pay early because uh the fact that the price for me to watch it at home, would yep. be less than for me to get tickets for me and my mom and get snacks for us to go see it in the theater. Right. And so I don't have a problem based on that alone. Um, Do you have a pretty good setup at home to watch slash listen to it? Uh, I, I, not the listen part. Uh, I uh, I do have a giant television, though. Nice. Yeah, it's got an awesome television. Yeah, it's um, huge. I've um, uh, there's a there's an auction site that used to be affiliated with Best Buy, like by name, uh-huh. and they're not affiliated by name anymore. But they still have like Best Buy open box price uh, thing, like you know returns and that kind of stuff. Um, it's all of their products, and so I've been slowly piecing together uh, a really awesome sound system uh, from there. So I've been paying a fraction of the cost. Huh. And they're like, it's got scratches on the side. And I get in and I'm like, this is just like dust scratches. I can wash these off. <laughs> Dude, so, it's so dark in my basement. They could they could be all the scratches that I wouldn't right? know. <laughs> it's like as long as it still sounds good. Yeah. So I've got I've got um I've got a seven point one surround system now. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really should get a better sound system for my uh setup that I got. And you know, a, a, a really good one is expensive. Like it could easily be thousands of dollars. Um, but uh, if you if you were to take a look at some of these auction sites type places, then then you can usually find some good deals. Yeah, there's actually yeah, a place. I, um, I think once we like own a house, I'll feel better about like putting money into. Yeah. Right. Like a good setup. There's actually a store up here in Canada called Open Box and they literally sell open box items. <laughs> uh, but they have like TVs and um, high-end vacuum cleaners and other appliances and stuff like that. Uh, and that's a pretty good place to go. So if you have something similar to that, then yeah, check it out. See what you can get for a deal. Yeah. Um, open Box, that's a great idea for a store. Yeah. Speaking of which, I need to go check that out sometime soon because my TV's on the fritz. Uh oh. It's like all flickery to the point mm. where I'm glad I don't have epilepsy because I'm pretty sure I'd be triggered by it. Yikes. And uh, and then just recently, it's like 
after I'm on for 10 minutes, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn off or I'm just going to go black. And then I'd like turn it off, wait for a you know minute or two, turn it back on. And it's okay. So it's like, okay, when it gets to the commercial break, I'll turn it off, let it rest and turn it back on. And I should make it to the next commercial break, but I need to, I need to get a new TV. Oh yeah. You definitely need to go get a new TV. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not like me when my car, my old car, uh, started overheating all the time oh yeah so i was just like if i can just get it down the street to my university because i lived like five minutes away from my <laughs> it's like if I just get down there i go to school all day it's got time to like not be super hot because as soon as i would like stop the car it would not start again for a little yeah time. so it's like go to class and then immediately i've got to get to gotta get home and every red light was just like a panic attack because like the longer i sat there the more that needle would get hotter and hotter <laughs> Dude, speaking of panic attack, I was I got gas this morning and then I uh, stop uh, and there's like a stoplight to get out of the parking lot there. So I'm sitting at the parking lot at the stoplight and I'm like I'm looking across the street and I'm like I'm like damn they're smoking a lot in that car because there's just huge billows of smoke coming <laughs> out of the what I thought was the windows. But then I'm like I focused on it. I'm like oh no that car's engine's on fire. <laughs> they're just in the Seven Eleven. Just smoke billowing from their engine. I'm like, mm, that's a rough start to your Friday morning. Yeah. Sounds like somebody's going to get the weekend off. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. Um, How was your uh, trip to Memphis, Billy? It was good. It was good. It was exhausting. Uh, I'm... I'm uh... I'm ready to rest up a little bit because, you know, just being around a ton of people is just, it takes a lot out of me. So. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was nice to finally see everybody and everybody was happy to see Booker. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just tired. In fact, when we finish this, I'm probably going to take a nap soon or not take a nap. I'm going to sleep. Just take a nap and sleep at 10 o'clock at night. Right. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, Eric, you're done. Yep. You're done with school for the year. What are you gonna do for the summer? Uh, I don't know. Normally, I teach summer school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I work at an independent school. Um, but uh, I have done uh, summer school with the uh, like the public school board. Uh huh. But they have to do all their hiring and stuff in like December, January, and so. You know, we weren't certain what was going to happen in the summer at that time, so they made the decision. They waited as long as possible, and then made the decision that they're going to just run a really scaled back summer school, and with with you know, fewer locations and fewer courses. Which means that um, since I'm not technically part of the union, they're like, well, we're not going to take any outside applicants. We're only going to go with like our union people. Um. So I don't have that, but. Um, I am a, or I have been a longtime beloved employee of Canadian Tire, and so I can pretty much, if I want to work, I could go and uh, work at any of the Canadian Tires around here, and um, and that would be fine. Uh, in case you don't know, or anybody listening doesn't know, Canadian Tire is like a modern day general store. Um, it started off as a like an automotive garage, and then they started selling auto parts, and then. Now they sell like everything. They've got housewares department, sports department, gardening, um, electronics, everything. I did not expect you to say it was a general store. 
Oh, I call it the modern day general store because they have everything. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, do you think you'll do that or or um, no? Not full time. Um, like the way my my contract works with the school is that I am paid through the summer. Just you know, paid a little less. Some some teachers are paid ten months, and they their paychecks are a little more. Other ones are. Um, paid 12 months and then a little less so i'm paid 12 months in the year so i don't need to work but i do like to keep myself busy so i might go and you know do one or two days a week or something i haven't decided yet gotcha gotcha um yeah i can't imagine wanting to work if i didn't have to work (laughs) well the thing is that like i got i've got the two months off for the summer and after about two weeks of unstructured time, I don't really know what day it is anymore. And I think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. When, it's hey, like when, all, the, all the days are just the same. So I'm like, is this Tuesday or is this Friday? Um, when, we, when our uh, facility was closed down for a month, yeah. those days just blurred together. Yeah, exactly. And then when they start to blur together, then all of a sudden, like, time basically has no meaning. And so there's, like, no motivation to get anything done. And everything just gets put off more and more because tomorrow's just the same. Yeah. So if I, if I have some sort of structure, then I'm more likely to get other things done as well. I gotcha. I gotcha. Hell yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. You guys got anything else? I'm kind of hungry for some pizza. You want to talk about your comic book? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about my comic book, I'm, uh, I just finally finished up all the spells. So now I need to go through and write the spells. And then I was going to get with you to see, uh, help me make sure I'm doing it right. So for, for those who don't know, I am a math teacher, high school math teacher. Yeah. And um, uh, the poet was like saying, hey, you know, I've got this idea for, for uh, spells that are like kind of rooted in science and they have to recite some sort of equation in order to uh, like cast the spell. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a cool idea. Um, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, how, how, what, what kind of, equation formula would that look like and so then i was thinking well hey if it's uh maybe we could do some calculus and say well if we uh integrate some sort of like amount of energy that they're that they're talking about over time then that could be like the the spell could be the culmination of that the result of that and uh and so then uh i made some suggestions about hey you know you could have it look kind of like this or sound kind of like that and it's uh, like, hey, uh, math can be can, can be included into magic if you want. Yeah, no, it worked out. It worked out perfectly. Um, and I actually have had a new idea uh, uh, that I'm gonna we'll chat about later. <laughs> I want to I want to go into the details right now because it would be it would be for down the line with the comics. Um, basically, I figured no out. Spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. I figured out all the spells. Uh, uh, I just finished all the spells this week. Actually, I I sent them off to 
Eric, my uh, my uh, artist, <laughs> not our current guest. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so, like I said, uh, now I'm gonna go through, look at the formula, plug them in, and then um, and then I'm gonna have you help me figure out how would you say these verbally. Right. Um, yeah. And then the totally. best way to draw them out. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm super excited. I really appreciate you helping me with that. Cause like, um, cause yeah, cause like I said, I had this idea that, uh, that, that, you know, they're casting a, the spell is actually a mathematical equation, um, of essentially energy conversion. And, yeah. and so, uh, and I had been beating my head. I was looking up, I was like, I was looking up equations. I was like on, on if there were equations for, you know, converting one form of, of something to another. And then I was just going down rabbit holes. And like I said, then I was like, well, maybe I'll just do like a, a well-known formula and come up with stuff. But then I was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. It was definitely like, I was, that was definitely outside of my mental uh, capabilities. Even if you pick one, like people are, people are going to know and they're going to go, I remember that, and that's not what it does. Yeah, and but I, that's what I was just kind of looking for, something that would be familiar so that people could kind of clue in, like, oh, they're doing math, and that would be their <laughs> sort of their clue. But now, unless they listen to this episode, they're going to really have to look at the um, at the artwork and then – with the little tidbits that are going to be uh, said via dialogue, hope that maybe they could figure out in the first one. I have an idea for a, a um, time and place where all that information would be um, uh, relayed. Um, but that would be for a, a book later down the line. Right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I got to this point where I was just like too overwhelmed and I was like, I was like, I know people who work in education. And I was like, maybe I can reach out because Eric and my, uh, Eric and I are friends because of uh, my mom's best friend's son is, grew up in his neighborhood. So they're neighborhood friends. And so our mutual friend that is the connection, how we met, he is a real life Indiana Jones. Oh, nice. So I was like, maybe like, maybe he knows somebody who, uh, you know, works in math. And then I was like, well, then there's Chelsea and she works at college. So maybe, and then I was like, Eagle Man's a fucking math teacher. I was like, why don't I just reach out to Eagle Man? Yeah. And, uh, sure enough, you, you know, you came through and, uh, it will forever be known as the, the Findlay principle. Nice. Hey, speaking of, um, getting our names and things uh-huh. um, my uh, uh, my other great passion right now is is board games uh-huh. I have I've acquired quite a collection of board games and um, I've been play testing some board games online for a company and uh, I got the first one today that uh, has actually been made um, it's uh, Power Rangers the deck building game and uh, I am credited as a lead play tester in it that's awesome. Yep. The second one is coming out in August. It is Transformers deck building game. And so is it like a like a card game? Like 
Pokemon yeah, or Magic or whatever, something like no, that? No, it's, um, have you ever played Dominion? No. Oh my god, Meredith, shut up. This cat has been yelling all day, and I don't know why. She's happy you're home. She misses you. She wants to know where Liz and Booker are. No, Quincy is happy that I'm home because he keeps coming up to me and like rubbing against me and let me pet on him. She's just yelling at me from the other room. Uh, so anyway, the the idea of a deck building game. Um, so so the like like the ones that you mentioned the the Pokemon and the uh, the Magic those are called uh, collectible games, and it could oh, be okay. a uh, it could be a collectible card game, uh, or it could be a um, like a trading card game something like that. And they're called and they're they're deck construction. You construct the deck before you go and play the game, but uh, a deck building game is a little different. And you start off with a really small deck of maybe like ten cards that are very basic. And throughout the game, you have the opportunity to, through some kind of currency, buy other cards and incorporate them into your deck to make your deck better and better as the game goes on. Oh. And so, uh, in the um, Power Rangers game. You have uh, a hero team and a villain team, so it's like two on two. And uh, as you gain technology or recruit some like uh, allies uh, to your team, kind of thing, then what you get in your hand gets better and better, and you can attack the other team and take down their HP, kind of thing. So that part is kind of like you know a magic kind of game. Uh, the in uh, the Transformers one. Um, Instead of having just a row of cards that you can buy from, they're actually laid out in, a, in like a grid. And uh, you have a little standee that can actually move around from card to card on the table like you're driving a car. <laughs> and uh, you can actually transform back and forth between your robot mode and your, and your um, alternate mode. And uh, same kind of thing. You're, you're, you're going to buy cards to improve how, what you can do. And the idea is in the core set... Um, you're the Autobots taking on the Decepticons, and you have a friendly little wager going on with your fellow Autobots to see who can take down the most Decepticons. <laughs> and so, um, when you when you defeat Decepticons that you locate um, in this in this grid in this what we call the Matrix, um, then uh, you get to keep those cards and you score points for them, and then they score additional points at the end of the game as well, and you can see who gets the most points by the end. And uh, there's also a co-op mode if you don't like the idea that Autobots are, are uh, competing against each other, then you can play the co-op mode, and the goal is just to find all of the three bosses and defeat them. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, Autobots would totally compete against each other. Right? Uh, yeah, because they want to be the best for when they have to fight the Decepticons. Yeah. And there are a couple of particular ones who have quite the ego, and they would totally want to know who is the best. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. All of all of the Dinobots would definitely be participants. Totally. So anyway, that game's coming out in August. I highly recommend both of them, even if you're not fans of those um, uh, of those shows or those uh, IPs. If you are a fan of board games slash card games. Uh, I think you'll enjoy these. Well, that's exciting that you got uh, you got to do that and are getting uh, credited as a playtester. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, it doesn't guarantee me a copy of the game, so I still have to buy it. But that's okay. Yeah. Still very cool. Yep. 
Very cool. Yeah, it's it's neat to be able to see like where it came from, the early uh, version, and you know things are broken and 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 like the this company that I'm working for or that I'm volunteering for, um, they've been really good about listening to uh, feedback and asking for our ideas, like how can we make this better? Here's the thing that's broken. What do you think we could do? Um, and uh, 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 you know, like, um, what do you want to see coming up in the next, uh, like, expansion or, or whatever? And so looking at this game, even if I'm just, quote, a playtester, I feel like this is kind of my game as well because I can point to, like, two or three things and say, that's my direct input. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very awesome. Yeah. What's interesting is uh, for one expansion coming up, I'm probably not supposed to say stuff but i'm not gonna i'm gonna it's gonna be super vague um the uh the designer was like i feel like there's something missing here for this uh for these characters and i'm like oh let me think about that for a bit and and i came up with um some ideas for like hey you know if you had some sort of token you could like you know um place this token in different places to have different effects based on you know like a particular element that's related to the character and that kind of thing. And he took that and he, he ran with it. And it's uh, it's not exactly what I said, but it's pretty close. Hell yeah. That's cool to be able to like make a suggestion and then see it kind of like transform. Yeah, like I said, you know, the, uh, there are companies out there where you play test for them and they're just like, we just want your feedback. We will do all of the game design kind of stuff. But this company is super great. Um, they definitely value the uh the the players um their their target audience and are willing to um yeah willing to listen oh yeah what would you say is your favorite board game my favorite board game i don't know that i can answer that because you know it's like asking somebody what their favorite song is and they're like what genre right um touche I yep. just assumed all board games are board games. Oh, man. <laughs> different types. So it's like if I were to ask you, what's your favorite movie? You'd be like, well, I have my favorite Western. I've got my favorite horror. I've got my favorite sci-fi. Same kind of thing with board games. Uh, so The um, answer is The Dark Knight. <laughs> across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite romantic here. comedy, The Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, oh, it's uh, what's the, um, the college humor one where uh, he's... The Dark Knight? Yeah, <laughs> where, where he's trying to rescue Rachel from the Riddler. Uh, is it a helicopter? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's a romantic comedy right there. I gotcha. Um, okay, so my favorite, um, I think Transformers might be my new favorite deck builder, even uh-huh. though it's not out yet. Um, but otherwise, I have a, a game called Shadow Rift, which is a, another deck builder um, that I really enjoy. And it's it's a cooperative one. Um, you're trying to uh, save your little village from these monsters that are coming through like a, a, a rift in space, like between dimensions. Mm-hmm. And you have to try and protect your people as well as defeat them and then eventually close the rifts. Um, I have a uh, worker placement game. These are games where you have little figures and on your turn you take them and place them somewhere and that position, wherever you place them, has a specific action associated with it. Um, my favorite one would be called Asking for Troubles. T-R-O-B-I-L-S. And you are space 
uh, exterminators. There's a planet that is overrun with these these uh, pests the, uh, called Troubles. And you go around to different planets to collect the materials to make different traps so you can trap different Troubles and then you eject them into the sun <laughs> so that you can collect your reward. God uh, damn. You got to inject them into the sun? Yep. Oh, uh, cold-blooded. <laughs> the reason I like that one as a worker placement is because in a lot of worker placement games, when somebody goes, puts their piece on a place, no one else can go there. And so if you have a particular plan and somebody goes to that location first, you're kind of screwed and you have to rethink your plan, and that causes a lot of downtime. Uh, but in this one, um, you can actually also use that location. You just sort of bump them off. Um, and you can still use it, which keeps the game going. But that's actually beneficial to the other player as well because you only have a certain number of people, and you have to, on your turn, either put one out, or if you don't have any more, then you have to spend your entire turn collecting all of your people back. So if I go and I bump somebody else, well, now they have another person. They don't have to spend their time um, collecting their people back. They can go and you know, do their, their next uh, placement sooner. Uh, there's a abstract game. Abstract games are ones where like there's less of a uh, clear theme. There's more of a like a broad theme, uh, but it's not thematic through every piece of the game kind of thing. And so, my favorite abstract game is called Sagrada. It is based off of the idea of the stained glass windows in the Sagrada Familia in Spain. Uh huh. And you have. Um, uh, it's a it's a dice drafting game. So you reach into a, a bag and you pull out a certain number of dice, and they're different colors, and you roll them, and then you go around the uh, around the table, and each person takes one die um, of their choice, and they have to put it onto a pattern board that you choose at the beginning of the game, and um, there are certain rules for how you can place dice of certain colors or numbers, and uh, you try to get the high score. So anyway, that's just a couple of them. Uh, there are lots of really good games out there. Uh, and my, if, you ever, if you ever want recommendations on board games, let me know. Will do. My favorite board game is Risk, and I can never play it with anybody. Because <laughs> I don't have IRL friends. I only have internet friends. Womp womp. <laughs> Billy, I'm you a got clue a man myself. Clue. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic. How can you yeah. go wrong with Clue? So, uh, I actually did play a game while I was in Memphis because I visited some friends and we played. Ah, uh, oh shit! I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's based on it's the it's the it's the game that's based on the uh, uh, Adventure Zone podcast. The what podcast? The Adventure Zone. Oh, it's the it's the D and D podcast that the guys from My Brother, My Brother, and Me do. It's really good. It's a funny mm. show. Oh. I don't uh, know. But yeah, they they have like a, a sort of story based game that came out, so it's sort of like a makeshift Dungeons and Dragons type thing, only not nearly as complicated. Like the story is kind of already laid out, depending on what you choose, but you also kind of make it up yourself. It's it's hard to explain. It's pretty interesting. I had a good time doing it. Uh, there's one game actually that I want to mention. Um, the uh, the company that it came out from originally, uh, unfortunately, I, I can't remember. I think the the owner of that company passed away unexpectedly, and so it was kind of up in the air for a while. But actually, uh, the company that I 
volunteer with, and actually I should just say right now, it's Renegade Game Studios, um, based in California. Um, they recently picked up the uh, the um, licensing to, uh, I guess, to uh, distribute this game, and it's called Dead Men Tell No Tales. And I was describing it to somebody, and I realized this sounds really cool when you describe it. It's a pretty good game. You are pirates who are trying to raid the treasure from a sinking, burning, haunted ship and that is crewed by skeletons. That sounds insane. And in the expansion, there's a Kraken as well. <laughs> Release the Kraken! So yeah, anyway, that's a, that's a pretty fun game too. Well, right on. Um... Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out soon, guys. Yeah, unless... I can I can tell Billy's uh, uh <laughs> yeah, Billy's I'm sorry. tapping out. Um, uh, Eric, thank you for I'm joining us. I'm trying to be a part of the show. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, next, please join us next week. We're gonna have a very special guest. Uh, author Billy Houston will be our guest. We're what? gonna talk How'd about him. We're gonna talk about his short story, The Promotion, which just recently was published. Woo! Um, in the what's it? What's the anthology? Because the books all the way over on the bookshelf. Midnight <laughs> it's Moonlight and, and no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's it called? Moonlight. It's called Moonlight and Misadventure. Moonlight and Misadventure. Yes. Join us next week. Author Billy Houston will be joining us. I'm poet. I'm Billy. And I'm Eric. Good night. Good night. This is the outro, this is the outro, this is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza!